Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vagaina. Your feature is about to begin. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I've had a really weird day. I've eaten half a packet of biscuits and then went on the exercise bike for an hour. So, you know, balance. <laughs> it's been a it's been a time, babe. It's why we exercise is so we can eat food. <laughs> to eat more. Yeah. Isn't that it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting to that point in lockdown where I'm just like, this is stale. This is stale. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> true. Uh, I, God, I had eaten yeah. so much. I ate um, my weight and donuts over the weekend. Oh, I love it. You know, Valentine's love Day that. and all that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a bad film club. Yes, it. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> you know, we've been doing this. This is our twelfth episode, and we still can't do the intro very well. But maybe that's just thirteenth we'll episode, babe. There we go. Episode. See, I have no idea what what I have no idea what's happening. I've lost my damn mind. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So this is the Bad Film Club. I'm Shalina Vigela, and you were listening to Holly Gordon. Yeah, we watch bad films. Seriously, even I can't even introduce myself. I've lost it that that hard. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're doing the 2006 horror film When a Stranger Calls. Horror. Slash thriller, right? Uh, Wikipedia considers it a psychological horror slasher film. I feel like it w- it wasn't very slashery. There was nothing in this film that even made it <laughs> even fit in. Like, no, a slasher film needs to at least have a bit of blood in it. This had like zero piece. This had no blood in it, right? No, you're, a- you're actually, you're right. And I didn't realise it until you said it. Mm. It's very strange. So th- is-, is this the first time you ever- have ever seen it, right? So... Uh, I had read the plot of this film years ago. <laughs> Holly, why? Because as you all, as you know, <laughs> I am really bad with horror films. And um, so I get really nervous about them. I enjoy see- watching them and I enjoy, specifically, I enjoy watching them in a cinema because the atmosphere is really good. But I don't mm-hmm. enjoy watching them by myself at home no but you read the plot but you didn't actually watch this one right i read the plot ages ago and then never watched it because i was like i'll read the plot so i don't have to watch it <laughs> i don't have to watch it look at me now yeah. <laughs> now i have to now i'm having to watch it oh okay like seriously i did that actually i did the exact same thing with the invisible man read the plot on the way there to Polly, no look, stop it i didn't i really i was so scared it was <laughs> don't even look at me I mean, to be fair, that was a, it was a stressful film, though. That was stressful. This one was stressful, but not that stressful. But you know why? Because of the music. But we'll get into that in a bit. I saw this film. So it came out in 2006. I obviously did not watch it then. But I feel like I watched this film before I started babysitting. 
And then I was just like, child, what, what have I done? A, yeah. And B, like, <laughs> why is it set in a lake house? Am I ever going to go? Obviously, there's no houses around where our area where, you know, I would, I would go to this house. But it just made me really um, paranoid <laughs> when I was like, what, 15 or 16? I uh, don't blame you. This, er, there was, there's a lot of elements to this film really stressed me out to the point when I know that's the point of it, but I just didn't feel like it was needed. So, quick summary of the plot. It's a teenage or high school student, um, Jill. Mm-hmm. Terrible name. Sorry. All Jills, I'm sorry for you, but it's a bad name. I think it's like an early, mid-2000s name popular in films, maybe. I thought her name was Joe as well, because... I feel like the blonde-haired boy calls her Joe, and I was like, what? You cheated on her, and then you can't even get her <laughs> name right. But that's besides the point. Sorry, I in- continue. Jill is a high school student. She is baby- she's is she been asked to babysit family's kids on, on like the kind of evening of a big party where all of her friends plus her boyfriend are going to. So she's bummed out that she's not mi- only missing a bigger like social event but she's also bummed out because her boyfriend cheated on her with her best friend and her dad has grounded her and taken away her phone for going over her minutes what a 2000s plot line for going over her minutes because she was having a conversation <laughs> with her boyfriend and so yeah arguably a bit of a eh plot it's really stupid this she goes to the house it's yeah. owned by a very wealthy doctor and his wife and their kids are asleep and yeah. it's just 90 minutes of uh, watching her get terrorised by a stranger. Yeah. Who keeps calling on the phone. Yes. And also, you're kind of supposed to believe that there's a person killing babysitters, I think, is is what they show in the, in the first bit. Yeah, it's set up that there is a kind of killer on the loose because there was a first murder in the beginning. But this yeah. is now... Yeah. And it's just kind of like... The film sort of, for me, hits every single checkpoint of what you would expect this film to be, essentially, because it has mm. the really creepy mm. house. Well, it has the beautiful house, but in this context, it's mm. super creepy. It has, obviously, yeah. it's on a lake with no f- fucking signal anywhere. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. Yeah. there's loads of um, different types of weather. So there's wind, there's rain. Yep there's there's mist as well and fog and it feels like a storm and i don't know it's ridiculous and it's yeah it's kind of it's definitely not a slasher film it's just a cycle it's more cycle no, i definitely think there's it, no blood in it and you can't see anyone you don't see anyone die or anything no you don't um, s- actually i mean i guess you see a body two bodies but it's not that you see bodies i don't know i guess maybe yeah are we de- are we desensitized is this scary for people i'm not sure I'm funny. Yes, it was scary, but we're gonna do. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm we're sorry. Gonna, I'm sorry. I mean, this is the point. We've got one person who doesn't find this scary, and one person who did. This is where the conversation, you know, yeah. opens up. <laughs> Comes from. Okay, so can we talk about the fact that this was directed by Simon West because that just makes me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that directed Con Air, Lara Croft, and The Expendables Two, but he also did. <gasps> The music video for Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, which makes me laugh so much. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, that is am- that Wild. is amazing. I really enjoy that fact. He's from. He's also an English. Yeah. He's English as well. Yeah, he's nice. English, which is a, which is nice. Yeah, I guess. Nice. Um, but I don't understand. So he's, she, he's an action film director, and then a sometimes music video director, and then he's just randomly done this weird quasi horror film, and it just seems a bit of a reach, you know. Yeah, he's like he, he seems like he likes to like dabble in different like areas of filmmaking. Um, yeah. Can't really commit to just one though, um, or do I like I guess like or do one just like well. It's kind of like he's uh, yeah. You know? um, yeah. So he directed it. It was oh we should also okay. It was written by Jake Wade Wall, but we should also mention it's based off the cult classic original When a Stranger Calls from the seventies. Which is really good to be it's fair. A rem- yeah. It's a it's a it's a remake, um, and it has a pretty, like, I mean, I only recognise two people from this cast. Usually, there's like some resemble like I I feel like I only re- I recognise Camilla Bell who plays the main character Jill. I love and her. I recognise the actor who plays her dad. Yeah, yeah Phil Coulson. <laughs> What's his name? I feel like you would know Clark this. Greg. Thank you, Clark. He's got yeah, a surname, Clark. first name. Um, yes. <laughs> also, did you write? Did you not see? Did, but did you not see baby Tessa Thompson in it? Oh yes, Tessa Thompson. Oh my goodness. I just thought it was really funny because obviously you watch these films when you're young. So, for example, like stuff like Crossroads, and then you don't realize that people like it's Zoe Saldana, that's the other friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in this, it's Tessa Thompson, which is. Funny. Yeah, and they go. Yeah, I mean, nice. Her career's come come a long way since exactly. then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely made a made a face for herself, which you can't really say for other people in this cast. So, I mean, even arguably Camilla Bell, I'm just like, I only know you because I like, I actually mm. like her, but I I don't think that she's made a name for herself as an actress. No. Yeah. So, like we said, this came yeah. out in 2006. It has a runtime of 87 mm. minutes, so not even 90 minutes long and it but i feel like thank god do you feel like it needed to be mate i'm not gonna lie <laughs> this film felt like two fucking hours for me but that's mostly because i yeah. that's yeah. not even because it is a it's because stressful. It's, it, it's stressful but it's also because i paused it a lot <laughs> <laughs> so um and it had a budget of 15 million dollars which it's fine because it doesn't. I doubt it costs a lot of money to make because it's set in one place most of the time. But that's what I'm saying. Do you feel like it needed to be fifth? What? Fifteen million for what? Salaries and then just renting that house to fill up, fill in probably. Yeah, I wonder how much. I wonder how much the renting of that house cost. I want that house, man. I do not at all. Not after watching this film. I Although do not want anything. I feel like the house on the lake. Is- <laughs> The house on the lake is so creepy in the winter months. I just don't understand why... What is appealing about living in the middle of fucking nowhere with no... Yeah. And, like, just... That's true. There's nothing... Like, that's a beautiful house, but don't put it by itself on a lake with, like, there's... With no (laughs) civilization in the good... Like, there's a scene in this film where they're driving where because she's grounded she can't her dad is dropping her off mm-hmm. at the babysitting job and the right and mm-hmm. it 
there's a scene of they're driving and they're driving through the mountains, so it's very mm-hmm. remote. Why would the biggest question actually also would you let your child would you let your child go there with and then be like no i'm not going to give you your phone because you're in trouble i made i i wrote that in my notes actually it, none of it really made sense i thought it was how does it I make thought it was sense bad parenting personally yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely also in what world are we supposed to believe that her parents would just be like yes that's cool you go babes no for what how much is she getting paid do you know what i mean <laughs> Also, this is um okay. So segue, good segue. Why was this? Con- why did we think this was a bad film? I mean, there's a lot of things that are bad about it. So some of the acting is quite bad. A lot of the secondary characters are shit, and that's why you know that you're definitely not gonna ever see them again. But also, there's no dialogue in this film, and the dialogue that's there is shit. Uh... Like children, children, teenagers do not speak in that way not even in 2006 I don't know who wrote this fucking film but people don't talk to each other like that a b the premise is really stupid because (laughs) one of the plot points is that her boyfriend has cheated on her with her best friend and then her best friend's like it was only a kiss and you know what happens to me when I get drunk and I was like what the hell is this Mm, I thought that was stupid and then there's loads of weird stuff like why are the kids not really there when she's babysitting? I know they're supposed to be sick, but what, did they not just want to have the creepy kid actors in it? Or, like, what was that choice? The <laughs> the greenhouse that's an aviary in the middle of the house doesn't make sense. Don't understand. You live on a lake. Why do you need that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why is there so much fucking glass in your house? We're c- coming for the architecture. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought there was a lot of stuff that I was just like, make it make sense, please. And I d- yeah. and also, this film, my biggest pet peeve of this film, and I the reason why I think it's a bad film, is because this film is nothing without the soundscape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they do that, they do that lazy shit where they're just like, um, she, there's this bit right at the start, after they've done that horrible introduction, which we'll talk about in a minute, but... Jill's kind of walking outside of school and there's nothing creepy about it. It's in broad daylight, in in the sun. There's n- nothing creepy about it except for, you know, she doesn't have her phone and someone's just been murdered, but she doesn't know because she's in the next town over. And then they play this weird, creepy music, this ominous-sounding music, and it's just like, for, for what reason? <laughs> so they do that throughout the film to make it creepier than it needs to be or to heighten it when... You just know that it's because they have to do it because it's not there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I um, agree I with everything you said because you actually did mention a good point earlier. I felt that the pa- it, it's a bad film. Ignore the fact that I was scared watching this, but I just generally thought it was... Because after I finished it, I was mm. like, oh, that actually wasn't that bad of a scary... It wasn't a bad scary no, film, I... but it was just a bad film because I, yeah, I would have been annoyed to watch it in the cinema and spend my money on it. I thought it was a bad film because I thought, like you said, the pacing was bad and also they could have done a lot more with the characters that they had in that kind of environment. Mm. I f- really do feel like why did... why The subplot of her being cheated on was irrelevant. And also, yeah. I really didn't like... Like, why did Tiffany need to come over 
randomly. Yeah. Like, couldn't they just have explored Rosa and her character a bit more? And like you said, include the kids a bit more? Because that probably would have added to, like, the stress and suspense of everything yeah because i but i think that because the premise is good so the thing that you've just touched on is interesting because if they then use the people that are already in the film so took out tiffany use rosa and the two kids then it would have been like a panic room type situation because you know then you find out that the the killer is he's making the calls from inside the house which is a which is a really scary plot point in itself like that's really scary and a really good framing device but then they didn't, they like said it as kind of like a shock moment and then didn't use it. And that's kind of what's annoying because I feel like it has all these elements that would have made it really good. And then they don't use it because the first, the film that this is based on, they kind of don't follow the babysitter at all in that. They like loop back to her at the end and she's kind of just a victim. But um, in here, they kind of made Camilla Bell you know, a fighter, she's running, she's trying to protect the kids, all that kind of stuff. She's, like, active. It's great. But then they kind of just do some kind of, like, some ridiculous things, like, you know, when he grabs her by the hair and she just lets him rip her hair out. And there's bits like that in this film that just don't stand up for me, because I'm just like, is this a vibe? I don't know. I got, I, yeah, I 100% agree, because I just, it felt like you said, it was ba- it's based off, and it's based off a cult classic film, which of course I have not seen, but I know mm-hmm. it's a classic because I read about it. Um, and <laughs> but I and I trust people's judgment. That is a good film, right? But um, mm-hmm. I just think that like that the modernization. I guess this is a modern take re- reboot of it, and like you said, making mm-hmm. Jill the fa- main focus of it. It got exhausting after a while because you're kind of just f- watching the same mm. person do exactly the same thing like five hundred different ways and times yeah yeah i will say though the bits that tell me did like i do it worked as a scary film because and because i was scared because of the score because of the music 100 percent agree because i had to mute it a lot of the time or put it on a low low volume just in case like i missed like dialogue and but the dialogue Mm -hmm. like didn't even matter if i missed it because it was shit anyway uh (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like whatever but I really liked that they made you assume that the killer could have been mm. the son in the guest house. Yeah. But then my biggest pet peeve afterwards was that we didn't get any backstory about the killer and I just really wanted to know the backstory and like his motive and who he was. But I guess that's the whole point. Yeah, he just kind of turns up there. He's the whole... It's the whole... But... Is it like that we have no real... Do you know what, actually? Let's talk about the introduction because the introduction was interesting. Yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah. Uh, it's set... like It's a house that looks over a big park where a fun fair is happening and they're constantly following this, mm-hmm. like, as the credits roll in and then it's like, obviously, the voiceover is this woman and the stranger calling her house. So whilst you're w- looking at this fun fair scene, you're he- hearing a essentially a threatening call and then we the but the visuals are following these kids screaming and laughing and this bloody red balloon that is everywhere and it just yeah. I was just like is this the inspiration for it who knows i just yeah, like yeah, yeah. i couldn't deal with it i really got so nervous and then you hear a scream and she's like or you do you hear, see a shadow in the window that like that comes up her yeah and like she gets killed yeah yeah so you see the the building from outside and then you they have those like neck curtain things so you can kind of see through them mm. 
But there's a lot of screaming in that opening scene and it's very jittery. It's too noisy. And yeah, it's too it's too much I think to intro a film with. I think there's just too much happening and it's kind of I'm I guess maybe this is the point of it, but it's very sensory overload, but then it makes it hard to focus. So you're just like I don't know which one I should be giving my attention to and then you feel a bit overwhelmed and I felt like it was a very jarring start to a film that it didn't need I feel like they could have cleaned it up a bit you know I this is what I mean you've pointed on you've pinpointed why I struggle with horror films is because I can watch like there's thrillers and stuff that I can watch really easily and stuff Mm. but when it's a horror film that depends so much on sound I'm so sensitive to sound that and it's so overwhelming to me that I can like I think there's like a couple of films that I think are exactly the same that I have seen in cinema and I felt like exhausted after watching them because the sound is so important and my I've just not known where to focus also bit annoyed we then go to the morning after there's loads of police around this house and it's like the Uh police officer I guess the captain of the police force whoever detective mm-hmm. walks into the house and they have this conversation that you in, in uh, like the five seconds after it's happened you forget about it because i don't remember it but um and he yeah. goes upstairs into the room and they don't even freaking show the body they just <sighs> i um, know and he just like and you just watch him gag because apparently it's a very awful scene and then it cuts mm. to him like dry heaving outside getting fresh air and like loads of bags being removed so you kind of get the idea that like the victim has been decapitated i was just wondering if that's how they like made it like be considered as a slasher film but no yeah i don't know yeah maybe because i feel like don't you feel don't you think that there should have been like at least a bloody handprint on the door or something I'm sorry, I know I'm about to sound real hypocritical, but I really dislike horror films, but at least if I'm going to have to sit through them, I want something to be, I want to pay off. Like, come on. (laughs) I need, like, I need a reward. (laughs) And I'm not saying that I, like, like gore or horror, because I really don't. But if you're Mm -hmm. going to add that little suspense bit at the beginning, right, of us not seeing the body, at least I then assumed, oh, okay, we're going to see some more stuff down the line. In, I didn't think I saw a drop of blood in this whole film absolute waste of my time babes even the tiffany (laughs) (laughs) but even though it wasn't at all i feel i'm completely with you because i just feel like no but i feel like you want that for the fear the fear element that you that has like undercurrents this film i feel like you kind of want something to happen and then you just get that lame bit where she discovers where camilla bell's character jill discovers her friend what is the friend's name Lindsay I just made that up I don't know what her name is but the whatever the friend's name is the white girl with the blonde hair oh her friend well there's Tiffany Tiffany oh my god I just I just yeah I just called her Lindsay for some unknown reason Tiffany when when she finds her body in the bathroom (laughs) but don't you think that was so lame and stupid she's just lying there with her eyes wide open and like we're just supposed to be like, oh yeah, she's dead. Fine. How did she die? What do you mean? How did he kill her? Yeah, you have um, like a. You kind of assume that he like uses a knife, so you would think yeah. that when 
Tiffany's body is found, it's not exactly just a full body with her, like, looking like she's been, like, petrified. But, yeah, I just, I felt like, yeah, you're completely right. I think the worst, the cringiest thing that we see, like, bodily cringiest thing that we see is two things. So, Rosa's pale-ass face under the water, which is, I guess, more of a shock than cringe. But then when, the one that I said before, where he rips her hair off her scalp, which is horrible... Yeah, I just thought that that bit where he pulls her hair out is so cringy. It really physically made me feel all types of ways. And then I was also like, if he ripped that much out of her scalp, wouldn't her head be bleeding? I don't know. But other than that, I feel like we didn't see any gore. That's what I thought, because I fully assumed that because that amount, and it's stuck in a door and then she yanks it to get free. But I guess in like, in a general... It's such like secondhand embarrassment pain. Oops, secondhand yeah. embarrassment pain. Secondhand pain. I did assume that it would also affect her scalp too. Yeah, man. And then we would finally see some blood. I'm just trying to. We're both just trying to justify how it could be even considered as a slasher film because otherwise they need to change that on Wikipedia. Yeah. So I mean, maybe we should just change it for them. <laughs> I was gonna say the things the the elements that I did appreciate. I'm not going to say like because I didn't enjoy, didn't like it, but I appreciate architecture of the house. It's like base. It's a a it's a big house, modern house with a mostly made out of glass, and there's an inside. Yeah. But there is like lich. I don't know what this doctor and his wife is on about because there are so many un fucking necessary statues going on in this house. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> yeah. The creepiest statues, which obviously are supposed to like. Um, you know, reflect the shape of a body, reflect like odd shadows mm. to make it feel even more creepy to be in. Oh, but also just that um kind of cliche thing of you know they have the clothes behind the door, but it looks like a man, and I was just like, this oh, is so lazy ju- and so stupid. That yeah, made, that bit made that bit made me jump though. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. I know, yeah, I knew it was gonna. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I'm just like, it's very improbable. But saying that, I love to see the use of a flip phone, my friend. Oh yeah, maybe that's our. Maybe I can grant that as my favorite prop, the flip phone. Yeah, definitely. The little like satisfying definitely. click, the satisfying click off. So yeah. <laughs> you know, when you hang up on a on a smartphone, it's just not the same. But when you hang up on a flip phone. That dramatic snap. Yeah, also, some, maybe one bit of my favourite dialogue was um, the wife saying, like, taking her into the kitchen and be like, feel free to have, like, as much food as you want because essentially that's the best bit about babysitting. So that also then made me yeah. think, is she actually getting paid for this? She's getting, she's getting free food. But then, like, she didn't touch the food. She had a lollipop and that's it. And then she didn't bloody eat it. Yeah, that made me angry. I'm glad that you you said that. Because I was just like, she got the reddest lolly, which is stupid already. Like, why would you not go for... Like, the lolly is something that I would buy for myself because it's cheap AF. But like, you know, this family definitely have the good ice cream. So what are you doing, you know? And then, and then she just didn't eat anything. And then also... Can I just point out that for the first, like, half an hour of this film, she's not getting any calls. So she's just sat there 
just sitting there because she she doesn't watch TV. She it gets dark. She's not reading a book. Then she randomly has her homework on her lap at one point, and I was like, that wasn't there in the scene before. So you're trying shit, <laughs> and she, so she's just sat there for like an hour by herself in the dark. Yes. What? I have a question because I also noticed this. It frustrated me because she attempted for like half, like 30 seconds to try and turn on the TV and it turned on the stereo. And I was like, oh, typical. Like, this is all too technical and wealth, like, blah, 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 whatever. Typical. Yeah. But, so she didn't, even att- she didn't even try again. So she just didn't bother. Which I was like, well, try again if you're that bored. Second of all, don't you think she pulled the curtains a bit too late in the, t- in the film? Yeah. <laughs> be like the first thing that you did it started to get dark there's a there's a storm going and she's like oh no i'm just gonna enjoy the view of like a dark lake where anyone can see me <laughs> honestly is it like what like oh. one brain cell going in her head i swear to god literally there, this yeah. is like and this doesn't make it a bad film this just kind of you know adds to the frustration i have with horror it's films. a pet peeve Was there any props or costume bits that you enjoyed, disliked, have a... Babes, what costume? What? what oh, yeah, I mean... Was this outfit she that could, she was wearing this whole time? She could have worn like, her own clothes, like, to be honest. Like, who cares? There's not, there was no costume. Oh, yeah. I mean, these, like... But this, like, a uh, very 2000s, very low-rise jeans, I was like, I hope they never come back in fashion because I cannot pull those off. But that's what I was thinking of the entire time we were watching it. And the fact that she didn't take off her coat for the first hour that she was in that house. I was just like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, she didn't take off her coat. She didn't but, take off her shoes either, which is just an American thing we've gathered from doing. No. I hate that. No, I was also going to say that she had a very, very early 2000s, mid 2000s haircut. Cause she had those layers that I definitely also had. That yeah, in that time, those like choppy mm-hmm. layers that like make your yep. hair. You think <laughs> it's gonna make your hair voluminous, but it does not make your hair voluminous. It makes it flatter because they just like smush down together. Yeah, um, I would like to say that my favorite prop, apart from the flip phone, was the koi pond. Oh, like that. Yeah, that was nice. That's how baller I want to be. That I have a fucking koi pond in my house. What in the actual shit mm, I really thought it was a bit like you said a bit silly just because they have a lake but I guess they probably just thought it yeah. was a cool feature and it felt it feels like one of those yeah, like yeah. features that people in the 2000s would do just to kind of show off <laughs> their wealth definitely did you also feel like the house like felt like a maze oh also there was just like an un- yeah. oh the the element that there was censored lights I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. I hate, you know yeah, what I mean? So did I, and so I love no. that the cat was around and, and I was just like, yeah, obviously it's a cat. Like, why would you have censored lights if you did? If you had a cat? Why would you do that? The wife's saying that you'll get used to it. Like, who's going to get used to censored lights? I'm sorry, that's just a rich person no. thing. <laughs> yeah. Nope, didn't um, like that. And then the fact that they have a guest house and their son just comes home like these weird creepy details that she mentioned i was like are you trying to frighten her away like do you want her to leave now but i like that i i'm glad that you brought up those censored lights though because i feel like that's a good horror movie trope because houses like that are inherently creepy because just like walls of glass are creepy i feel like don't do that in somewhere that you're gonna live because you're it's like you're trapped in a box i don't like it 
But then the element of the sense of lights is kind of like there's one paranormal activity and I can't remember which one it is. I think it might be the third or the fourth one where they do this really clever thing of they put the camera on the base of an oscillating fan so you don't know what you can't see until you see it, which I think is the like that f- apprehension and that fear really builds the like cinematic payoff, which is good. Mm. But then here, I feel like they used it a bit, and then they, like I feel like they could have used it way more than they actually did. Like the cat, they did I think for one scene, and then if Rosa's in the house, it sh- surely it should have gone off more. If the kids are still awake, you know all of these things, um, and then. Where were they when she was being fucking attacked? Exactly. Just That's all like, the lights were off. You've kind of like hinted to the next bit is like, what would we have changed to make it a better film? Mm. And you kind of said like, there's like, would we change parts of the story to make it? And we've kind of hinted on it already. Like use more of the characters that are already there instead of bringing in like ones from the outside. Um, use the ha- mm. like use the kids and Rosa. I was more in. I was interested in Rosa's character. Like, well, I want to know Me more too. about her. Um, and like also kind of just odd that she wasn't properly introduced to Rosa at the beginning. Like, kind of just meet her occasionally, and then she like suddenly is just dead. So like, weird. I yeah. Um, do you think that this film could have been made today? No, absolutely not. My first thought, I agree, just solely because people, first of all, don't... Like, if someone calls you, no one is going to fucking answer that phone. Who answers a phone anymore? Who? I don't. Who has a landline anyway? There we go, that's like, it. Who no, absolutely landline? not. Then she wouldn't ever be grounded because she wouldn't ever go over her minutes. Absolutely not. I mean, you could modernise it even more. Like, this was a modernised version of a 70s one. Like, she'd be mm. grounded for something different, I guess. Or, but then is grounding still a thing? I don't know. We're old. Yeah, I don't so know. know. <laughs> I'm too old to be grounded, so I don't know. But, you know, but, you know, the thing of the calling, that's a good point that you've made because the whole point of this film, the whole, like, unease mm. and stress that comes yeah. from it is because he keeps fucking calling. So would you be able to do that now? Because wouldn't you just be like, okay, cool. I'm just not going to answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, people, if you get a miss, if you like get a random phone call, like we all now recognize specific number sequences to know not to answer. But also, some people, like I've done it before. Also, if you there's a, it's a, if there's an annoying number, you save it on your phone saying do not answer. So, like, caller ID plays a massive part in this. And the fact that I guess the landline didn't have caller ID, yeah, is why he did it. And um, also, I just don't think, like, mm. I just think it would wouldn't work because we're maybe desensitized to the idea that we're being watched all the time like you england specifically is kind of like the most surveilled uh, country ever so we kind yeah. of always joke that there's someone watching us so it's i don't know it's like maybe it would work in a different context i wonder i don't know but i also just don't care <laughs> at all i feel like they definitely could do it if they did it like you styly but I don't know. I just feel like this film specifically, how would they update it? I don't know if... Because I don't feel like the premise is that strong. So I don't feel like they would bother doing it, you know? It's just like a kind of meh one that... I wondered if it could have been if you completely flip it and you don't follow the victim, you follow the serial killer. Mm, that might a good... be a bit more interesting. But Go then on, like, Holly. Mm, write it. Like, I... <laughs> okay. 
I'll try. I was also thinking that, like, if it was remade, would it be better as a TV show or, like, miniseries? Yeah. Like, like a... it would be, like, multiple people. Like, it it would be multiple people. Yeah, and multiple points of view. Because it could have been cool if they followed the housekeeper around, if they followed Tiffany, you know, because Tiffany comes in and she's like, the garage door was open. And I feel like that could have been cool, but they never talked about it again. She just hurriedly closes it. But also, just another sidebar... In, in this do people use babysitters like that anymore no like don't you just use people that you know do you know what i mean parents tell us i don't know like <laughs> i i actually think people use like you said family members if they're close by and or neighbors that they know it's not kind of like a hired thing because yeah. i feel like she got this job as a recommendation through yeah 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 through someone else she said like you, you come highly recommended from this other family yeah i also wondered like you know, thinking about now, because mm. in that time, obviously she had a flip phone, but there was probably not like the lack of social media added to it. So if it was made in our time, social media would probably have a bigger in- thing to play. It could, it probably could be, it probably would be remade, but it probably wouldn't be good. So there's no point, no. in my opinion. I mean, I feel like Netflix could make it and then it would just be like, you know, that, that film that they released that week and it just... People would watch it and then it would be done, you know? It could be a remake, but it'd be set in a year that made sense. It could be, like, set in the 90s or something. (laughs) I was really tired after this. I also watched it. I started watching it at 8 o'clock in the morning because I was so scared to watch it any other time than broad daylight. (laughs) When you texted me after you watched it, I was like, what do you mean it's 10am? How have you already watched it? What the hell? I was, like, at work. Like, what is this? Um, which I think is quite funny. But my other thing was, do you believe, like, how much of a... This is the thing that I also didn't like about this film. Which is not... Sorry, it's not anything to do with the creepiness of it. But it... I really didn't like that... I know we've talked about it before, but I really didn't like the subplot of the boyfriend cheating. And then the friend is such a dick about it, so she turns up to the babysitting job... And she just appears in the house, which is already so creepy. And then she says stuff like, um, you know, <laughs> she's like, it was one kiss, blah, blah, blah. You know, I liked him first and all this stuff. And I was just like, this is such a weird plot point. And then I don't like that, that, because it feels like then they're setting her up like she deserved to die, which I think is really douchey as well. And I just felt like, it was unnecessary and I don't know what, like, did it add anything to the film? Like, could they just have cut it even more? It could have been 80 minutes, like, if they just cut that out, you know? I um don't really care about Tiffany. I also didn't care about that, that subplot because, yeah, you could just have, like, what, what did it matter that she was angry at her friend? Like, how did it even add to the point of it? It didn't add anything. Yeah, I, I guess it was like, oh, she's made up with a... Or she's had a fight with a friend, she's now made up with her, and then she dies. Is it supposed to be like an emotional turmoil thing? Yeah. Also, considering they're in high school, right? Tiffany, the characterization of her is super weird because she's like acting like she's a like a raging alcoholic. But I feel like the only thing that was relevant from like them actually showing like Jill's life, apart from like you know her conversation with her dad, was that she was running track at the start of the film which I thought was wild as well it's just like running around a track like above 
indoors, which I've never seen, indoors above like a basketball court, which I thought was ridiculous. I read that. I wrote that down too because that was actually the most. In- that was super cool though. But yeah, but why didn't they have them here? It's so cold here all the time, and it rains all the time. Wouldn't they just? Why would what? It doesn't make sense. But yeah, I just had never seen it before, and I was like, I feel like that's the only bit that was relevant to the, to like the her characterization before the film like went onto its plot line because like you know she's running between the guest house and and then running up and down the stairs and running around the house she's shown to be athletic so you kind of like oh like she's gonna have to do some a lot of running later on in the film and she's kind of like you said she is really active because she has to i think the bit that finally got to like made me feel kind of like fine was like once we knew the killer was there i was like oh i don't like this isn't scary anymore but i thought it was actually quite interesting i want to it just that the minute the policeman rang and was like the guys the ki- the phone calls coming from this from your house <laughs> my heart i literally was just like oh i would have just mm-hmm. jumped out a window i don't even know like i wouldn't Stress. even have known how to escape that situation yeah. i would have been so scared um can, can we actually talk about the that guest house bit but so she finds out that the calls coming from inside the house so she freaks out first, but then she decides to go fucking outside. A lot of silly, a lot of silly decisions. A lot of silly decisions, in my opinion. Yeah, but in a storm, in grass that's taller than her, I would absolutely not do that. I just don't really get. Um, like this is such a thing in horror films, but I just don't get peak characters doing the dumbest mm. situ- like dumb making really stupid choices i do i mean i've mentioned it earlier but like they set they do start to set it up that you the uh parents like introduce like mention that their son may come home and if the mm. if it mm-hmm. and may come back and he stays in the guest house so you're kind of already like that plant that seed is planted that you could start to assume that the killer is him and he just likes yeah. to play pranks on people but there's no real but then like there's no real reason for him to do that because he doesn't know them it's there's no real connection to him to to them and him so but the the fact that the guest house is there is just kind of like um it's like a court like a ploy like it's like a thing to like play with her because like yeah yeah it looks so far away in the film but then she runs for like 30 seconds and she's there so i know i don't know how but i really hated the fact that she's running in that like tall grass but then on the that's on the way there. Then on the way back, when she goes to try and get to get back in the house, I feel like she's running for a very long time, and that was really stressful. I don't know how I feel about this. I do actually feel this film was a bad film, but it was just a, like it was just silly. It was just a lot of silliness yeah. happening. That was so yeah. just silliness, and it could have been done so much better. Personally, that's true. Sorry. But I also do agree with what you said in the beginning, which is that you felt stressed about it so i feel like i did enjoy the watch do you know what i mean like i don't feel like this was so bad that i was just like oh my god i'm struggling through this but i felt like i felt the stress and i felt annoyed at some of the the choices yeah but i did feel like the film wanted me to feel you know so i did feel that stress i did feel like um i don't know the, the like anxiety the secondhand anxiety and stuff which i guess is a good thing I feel like it's better than some of the like it's not like how we had to struggle through something like holiday you know but I mean the bar is low so 
I agree. Like the the film essentially worked as a horror film because it made me scared and I felt very stressed while I was watching it. But after I watched it, I kind of was like, okay, that's fine. I've done it. I've got through it. But not in the same way as like I've gone through something boring. I've gone through something that was actually scary. It just kind of like as you get to the end of it, there's a big realisation that it was just all a bit silly. Um, yeah. And also, I don't know if the ending was like the correct oh, ending. I agree. Like there was something really silly. Like not that it's not, it, it happened in real, like real life. I say that in quotation marks, real life in the sense it was obviously it happened in the film. But then like suddenly she's having ba- like hallucinating and or having a bad dream because she's like triggered. It's just this weird added bit at the end and then it kind of feels like it ends on a not on a cliffhanger but op- ends open-ended mm. because they is she because we don't know if she's ever going to be okay after this because she's obviously psychologically scarred from the whole event yeah and i just wondered if that could be the sequel that we don't need but they probably made because they want to explore that what what do you think about the pacing of this as well the pacing was weird yeah it lagged in the middle yeah exactly i think that they could have cut out half an hour from the middle or like brought that stress forward a bit like um i feel like the last 15 minutes have a lot going on so the way that it kind of happens they've discovered that she discovers that he's watching the kids from the like beams in their room he's just like there in the roof beams which is stressful already but also how long has he been there then the kids she finds the kids she takes them to safety then they start she sees him so they start running and then she has this great idea so they finally utilize this weird greenhouse aviary type thing and in the beginning of the film they've kind of shown that it has automatic sprinklers that go off and they like mist up all the glass so you can't see from the outside so they, she uses that and then the, her and the kids hide. But she splits up from them, which I think is a good call. But she hides in the water, which is a bad decision. And then she's just like, to the kids hide behind that bush. And then like, when he comes, they run away. But they are not tall enough to get out the front alarmed door, which is like, yeah, obviously, what did you expect? So they're kind of just trapped there while she's like in, in the water underneath his feet. Oh, and then she dunks down underwater and sees Rose's body. Yeah. Who has been drowned. It's... Mm, I was, like, interesting. I kind of feel like because they focused on the open inside pond thing so often, you knew that the climb, like, one of the bigger climaxes was going to happen there. Mm -hmm. And you obviously... And it was the last time we saw... Like, last place we saw Rosa, so obviously she, like, was going to be killed there somehow. Mm. Like... Was it com- was it confirmed that he got into the house through the g- open garage? Or were we no. just there to led to assume that? Because no, Tiffany I think we it? just yeah, I think we just assume it. Ugh. I also want to know how he pinpointed that house. Like, why did exactly. he choose? Did he just pick out a random, random number from the yellow pages, and decide to call them? Exactly, because you made a point earlier of that house that he picked before was overlooking the fun fair. So why would he go to a different, not even just a different town over, but go to somewhere that's so remote? I guess, like, then it's easy prey. But, like, why would he know that the family wouldn't be there? Like, how did he know all that kind of stuff? 
when you know there's so many other houses that he could have hit if he's just on a killing spree you know it, it ugh, it's stupid because it doesn't make sense and also how would he know that that one specific night she wasn't going to go to that party and she was going to be a babysitter you know this is the kind of stuff that i think if it was made, if it was made yeah if it was made into a mini series this is the kind of stuff that would be gradually found out by detectives and like that would be then given mm. to you in bits mm. um over like episode like a number of episodes because like that's the it, like that is the mm. bit that i'm actually that it, you're left unsatisfied because you want to know more about his motives and you want to know why because they purposely show his face in a very slow motion shot and he has a scar on his face and everything yep. and he looks pretty evil mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, cool. You're going to give show us... You've made an effort to, for the last 20 minutes not to show his face in the whole time they've been up fighting. And then you suddenly show his face and it's supposed to be really creepy, but it's not really that creepy. You're just kind of like, oh, right, fine. And then you don't give us any background. Like, even in the, like, voiceover bit where, like, the news reports that he's, like, serial mm. killer's been arrested for, like, killing, like, 13 babysitters or whatever. There's no backstory. I just would love to... Yeah. Um know some more know some more give me like a reason why like it and not because i'm interested in that kind of stuff just because it would add to the story and add to the film and it would probably like in like i don't know you know when there's like a serial killer on the loose like the film the vibes of the film change a bit like the people know that he's around i feel like she like jill and her dad if they knew that a serial killer was on the loose they surely he wouldn't have like like you said wouldn't have let her go to babysit i i completely agree with you like make it make sense and also it really tried to update itself but it doesn't it hasn't aged well at all firstly and then secondly like it didn't even do that great with the technology that it had so yeah yeah i I don't see i i don't even feel like people will have watched this when we put this episode out they'll just be like what the what film are you talking about i've never seen this but yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of like there's I feel like there's a lot of like horror films with like stranger in the title, you know, like they're kind of easy to get mixed up with. Yeah. But um if I mean if you don't actually understand anything we're talking about, then watch it and then listen to it because then it'll work out. But um yeah, do you have a yeah. rating that you would like to share? Your personal rating. <laughs> I gave it I gave it a four and a half. Because on the sliding scale of films that we've watched, it's not the worst. It's just kind of a meh film. Like, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. So, I'm a bit ambivalent. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I gave it a four because it did its job of scaring Mm. me. But it also just wasn't... It was, But I'm not going to go and rave about it being a really good horror film. Because it wasn't a good horror film. Because it wasn't a good film. Um, no. And there was a lot of... Um, yeah. I think... I mean, I say this... We say this every episode, but there was a lot of missed opportunities like with what they could have done to make it better or to just make it a bit more interesting and modernise it. I think... Um, I also, arguably, maybe they depended on the music a bit too much. That's what I think. And I think that's why, for me, it... It's not a good film because I feel like, yes, obviously the score is a massive part of the film that you're making because it really does change the tone of it. As like, I'm sure people have seen those kind of 
trailers of you know what harry potter could be cut as as like a 90s sitcom and that it's it, that's like a masterclass in what sound does for film you know and what sound does for for media in any kind of genre or mm. creative outlet but when you're just focusing on one thing so you're only using the music to kind of portray the mood and tone of your film that's yeah. where i feel like the pitfalls are because it kind of has to marry with that aesthetic it has to marry with the shots and you know i this film probably didn't need a heavy dialogue but then the dialogue that was said like really is at odds with the music so it's, it's so kind of jarring yeah it's kind of like trying to push together puzzle pieces that don't quite fit and mm. then kind of splodging everything over and then hoping that it all just kind of sticks together when it doesn't i agree 100 percent. i agree um do you want to guess what this got in IMDb? IMDb. I feel like IMDb will be all right. Um, let's say like four point three. Close. It gave it higher. <gasps> it gave it five point one out of ten. Oh fuck! I should have gone for my gut, and I was like, I knew IMDb would give it like five. Um, I bet Rotten Tomatoes was bad. Like, yeah, fifteen f- percent. <laughs> I don't know. No, it gave it nine percent. <laughs> Ouch. Oh my god, oh my. wait, Sex in the City got higher. Sex in the City 2 got higher. That's ridiculous. I disagree with that. This was a better film yeah. than Sex in the City 2. Exactly. Yeah, sorry. Evan Rachel Wood was offered the role of Jill but turned it down. <laughs> and so Camilla Bell was okay. then approached. But she but she Camilla Bell was then approached, but she also nearly turned it down because she does not like horror films herself. But the director Classic. convinced her that she, the director convinced her that he was going for a more psychological thriller than a horror film, so she accepted. Um, oh my god! And then to prepare for the film and for the role, she did two months of weight training and learning how to run. What? What? <laughs> you had to learn to run for a film. Camilla Bell was injured twice on set. She was struck. She struck a wooden bridge, cutting and scarring her head, and also slammed her head into glass into a glass window. That's very easily done. Oh, but, ouch! But still, um, it was filmed in Canada, um, and the house was um, filmed. The house was is located in um, Culver City, Los Angeles. Interesting. Yeah, and also, I mean, Wikipedia. I mean, the score is so is so good. Well. Yes, arguably the score is so good it has its own section on Wikipedia and was released by Sony. So <laughs> it's that's the probably. The I don't impact. know. This is not like the music that I would listen to, though. You know, no. Imagine like even, putting that on your Spotify playlist. It's not even like soundtracks. <laughs> like film soundtracks are really fun to listen to when you work or when you're trying to be productive. But this isn't the soundtrack mm. you want to listen to when you're by yourself trying to work. It's gonna you you listen to this to freak yourself out. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Sorry. Box office. It. So we said it got a fifteen million dollars. It made twenty one point six million dollars in box what? office and and opened number one. Ah, <laughs> oh, two thousand and six. The bar was so low. I love it. What the hell? And then in the second week, it made nine point one million. Third week, made five million. <coughs> it did really well nationally and internationally. It just went. 
like there's no real like um standout reviews most people just kind of said it was a misguided remake of a horror film which you know fire fair i just can't believe that it made so much money I can't believe it made so much money, babe. I know. Maybe people... Well, it came out in February. I don't know what... Maybe, I don't know if that affects people's choices. Of maybe it was like watch. a... But maybe it was like um, an anti-Valentine's Day watch, you know? Like, for the guys to, to take their, their girlfriend... Their not-girlfriend girlfriends to, you know? Or, you know... Well, it came out February... It came out February the 3rd. So the second week mm. of it being out was val- was the Valentine's Day week. So maybe people went on dates to go and see it. Who knows? But Yeah. But I feel like it's one of those, you know, people go see it because it's kind of low expectation. But, you know, it's one of those escapist films. And I feel like horror films always kind of do well at box office because people like to go and see them, you know, on in places that aren't their homes. Yes, that's very true. I well, I mean, I like I said, I prefer watching horror films in the cinema than at home because uh, I don't mm. like being scared at mm. home because it's like my safe space. I don't mind. I like also prefer the app being watching yeah, horror exactly. films with with people around me because um, it just feels yeah. like for, oddly feels safer, you know, arguably. <laughs> but I always I just like. I mean, also. We we go, we both of us go to horror movie marathons, so and you know how I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But can you imagine this film? Because of the sound, obviously that we've talked about, the sound in the cinema would have been really good for it. Like I feel like people would have thought that this was a good. Some people would have thought, you know, this is a fine, this is a great film because you know that sound really gets you. So, I don't know. That might have contributed, been a contributing factor. The um. Finchley Road View sound system, whatever it is, is so loud compared to the Harrow one uh, that I just <laughs> imagine sitting there, like what, hit, listening to this film, and just I just oh, it makes me really nervous again, just because the sound would be so loud. And I do like that kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. That's also I guess that's the whole point. But I just mm, the sound in a cinema would be so much better because also you don't have any control over it. Whereas I had control, I got to mute my yeah. <laughs> some bits and then it wasn't yeah. scary. When but that's I how I felt when like... we went to go see Mandy. What experience that was. Right? <laughs> Stress. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've seen it before, so this is my second time watching it. And I think that's enough. But Holly, it was your first watch. What did you... No rewatch, right? I have no desire to ever rewatch it, unless I'm like in a group of friends and I can kind of like you know what happens. It's done. Like semi watch it, I guess. I don't have to pay attention properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I'm not gonna go and like choose to watch it. I wonder if it would be ever considered at a Prince Charles Cinema horror movie marathon, or is it like not really? I don't feel like it's it's good enough. Yeah, it's not like. Because it's not bad enough, but it's not good enough, you know? Exactly. And it's also, like, they still... Even the ones they show are, have some kind of... They give them credit. They've got God. some... They pick the good ones, don't they? For sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, All right, like friends. Always, if you have any recommendations, friends. email them. The email is below in the description. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye.
Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.